episode number 33. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for tuning in today. As you probably know, I am in the midst of a crowdfunding campaign, and I want to thank those of you who have contributed so far. I am now 62% to my goal. Last week, I played for you two rough clips from the morning track, and I'd like to play for you now one more clip from that same track. It's Hallelujah. Remember, it's a rough clip and it hasn't been edited or balanced or mastered, but I wanted to just give you a little more taste of what is inside the CD. So here you go. I was actually interviewed on live radio a couple of days ago on a station coming out of New Jersey, which was really fun. And the host decided to play that clip as well. It really is a beautiful clip. And I personally am looking forward to this album being complete so that I can wake up to that music in the morning and have it guide me towards bringing words of gratitude and praise and request as a part of my morning routine. Remember, my friends, or if you don't know, I'll tell you now, the album only costs $10. I will post the link in the show notes so that you can easily find your way to the campaign page and order your album. I only have 17 days left. You know, last week, one of the listeners of this podcast emailed me and encouraged me to mention that you do not have to be Jewish to listen to this CD that I'm creating. Just like you don't have to be Hindu to listen to the yoga music, which is something that I've been doing for the past 20 years. And you don't even need to know the Hebrew language, because the chants are really simple. Ana, which means please. Hallelujah, which is a pretty universal word, meaning praise God, and moda ani, which means I thank you. And so it makes the music super accessible. And if nothing else, by ordering one album, it can just be an expression of your thanks for this podcast that you listen to and that you receive value from each week. If this is something that won't break your wallet, then I would be so appreciative of your support. Thank you so much. So the story that I'd like to share with you this week happens to relate to this crowdfunding experience that I'm in the middle of. 
all of the stories that I share with you on this podcast are in as much real time as possible, making this podcast as honest and real as possible. So this crowdfunding campaign, well, it's like killing me. <laughs> it's, it really is. I went in totally blind and thought it would be a lot easier than it actually is. I actually believed that between those who subscribe to my newsletter and those who listen to this podcast, that I would be able to raise the cost to cover the project pretty easily and even pretty quickly, especially because in relative terms, I'm not crowdfunding for that much money. There are people out there that are trying to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, for their projects. And I'm just trying to raise 11000 And some people have the most interesting campaigns. I mean, honestly, if you, if you feel like laughing, just Google weird crowdfunding campaigns or ridiculous crowdfunding campaigns. I'll just leave it at that. You will not believe what people crowdfund for. Oh my gosh. So why am I saying this? Because what I'm crowdfunding for, well, at least in my eyes, it's not something ridiculous. It's meaningful. It's definitely something people have been looking for in their lives, and it's totally unique. So I guess that's why I thought this would be easier than it has been going. I've been working day and night on this project, which of course is ironic because that's the title of the name of my album, Day and Night. I have been reaching out to old friends and family and reaching out to people that I've never met, but I know that they would love to hear about this project. And I've been on Facebook and I've been posting in different groups that I'm in. And I guess I got a little out of control, you can say, for like the first 20 days of this project. I was waking up in the middle of the night to go on the computer and respond to emails and respond to Facebook comments. I wasn't making healthy meals for my family. I was kind of neglecting myself and my husband, and I just got exhausted. And I guess you can say I kind of lost focus. I mean, the whole point of this project is to create music and bring that music to the world. And while I am focusing on that, and I am going into the studio about once a week, I kind of lost my inner balance, you can say. In episode number 28, I spoke about the value of talking out a stuck spot. I spoke about the importance of having people in your life with whom you can process through a stuck situation and not just commiserate with you. On a side note, I really do hope you have such a person in your life. And if not, stay tuned because I will be offering a coaching program in early 2018. But anyway, I am lucky to have one special person in my life who I turn to often when I get stuck. She acts as a mirror to me. Sometimes, in fact, she doesn't even have to say anything. I can just see myself when I speak to her. And then I'm like, oh boy, I'm stuck. I need to take a stop. So anyway, I was sharing with her 
how I was feeling and what my plans were going to be for the next half of the campaign so that I can cover the cost of creating the CD and reach my goal. And I was just writing an email to her. I was going on and on and on. And her response, well, she had two things to say. One was, when was the last time you took a stop? I think you're due for a really long stop. And the second thing she said was, I think you're a little off course and that you're missing the joy in this process. Consider joy. And that was all I needed. I actually became embarrassed initially because I didn't catch myself stuck in this place. I really have gotten so good at catching myself over all this time of practicing to get unstuck and really nip those stuck spots in the bud. But here I was so stuck and not even seeing it. But I didn't stay stuck on embarrassment. Instead, I did the work I needed to do to get myself unstuck. So I, yes, I took a stop. But not just, you know, close your eyes and take a breath. I took like a three-day stop. I didn't allow myself to work like a crazy person. I sat outside in the sun. I literally stopped working on the campaign. I watched my mind, the impulsivity and the excitability of it. It was like nonstop going. So taking that stop was really, really hard because I actually didn't want to stop. It was really going against what I thought I needed to do. But I did it because I knew logically it's what I needed to do to get unstuck. And then T, I told myself I was stuck on fear and I was stuck on embarrassment if I don't succeed. And I guess I was stuck on desire to reach my goal. And then you, I uncovered what was under those emotions. So why was I stuck on desire to reach my goal? Well, one, I believe reaching my goal will make me happy. That's usually what goes with desire, right? Happiness. But will it? Will reaching 100% make me happy? Will 90% make me happy? Will 80% of my goal make me happy? Is reaching 100% the only piece to this project that's going to make me happy? Think about it. Think about what I'm saying, my dear listeners. When was the last time you desired something? A new car, a house, a job, a relationship? Did it lead to happiness? How long did that happiness last? I thought about this, and as much as I didn't want to admit it, reaching my goal is really not something that's going to bring me long-lasting happiness. So what else could I uncover? Why was I stuck on fear? I guess I believed that people looking at this campaign will think I'm a failure if I don't reach 100%. But the question is, how do I know that? How do I know that and why should I care what others are thinking if they even are looking about what percent I got up to? So with that, I was ready to take on some new perspectives. C. What could I consider? I can consider that I'm creating something unique that doesn't exist in the world today. And I'm so proud that I got to the place where I am right now. I've been dreaming about creating a CD like this for 20 years 
20 years. And I considered I'm taking the steps to make this happen and it's happening. I considered when I put my focus on caring what others think about me in general, it really blocks me from doing the things in this world that I care about. It just does. I considered I need to stay focused, stay in my own lane, and just continue doing my best. I considered if I don't reach my goal, I can get a loan and pay it back. I considered I can find a way to cover the cost of creating this CD. I considered getting what I always want in this world won't always lead me to a place of joy. In fact, it probably most of the time will not lead me to joy, but something else will. And finally, I considered joy, and not just joy when the campaign is over, but joy now, joy in this moment. My stuck spots have been blocking my joy. I'm in the middle of one of the most creative processes I've ever been in my life, and for about two to three weeks, there was like no joy, none. And it all came from a place of fear. Well, fear and desire. But the joy was always there. It's always there. It was just being blocked by thoughts, creating the fear and creating the desire. So the friend I was just mentioning to you about earlier, she and I have a mutual friend in common who is also an author. And her name is Kate Bartolotta. And she wrote a book called Choose Joy. And I've downloaded that book to my phone via Kindle, and it's been sitting on my phone for a couple of months. And I thought now would be a good time as ever to check it out. So just yesterday, I opened the book and I read the introduction. She writes, we want the things we think will make us happy. But in the midst of chasing them, we've forgotten how to notice the happiness occurring where we already are. Yes, this book was already speaking to me. And then I turned a page and it said, how to use this book. You see, this book is kind of written like one of those calendar books. So you can read it start to finish, or you can skip to your birthday, or you can go to today's date, or you can close your eyes and you can pick a random page. And I'm the kind of person that likes to just start at the beginning of things and move forward towards the end. So I just opened the book to the first page, which was January 1st. And this is what I read. Joy is a choice and a process. Once upon a time, she lived happily ever after. Sounds good, doesn't it? But what about everything that came in between? And what about that ever after? No one talks about that. No one talks about when the Cinderella had to clean up all the mouse and bird poop from her merry little helpers. And no one talks about Sleeping Beauty's morning breath or how hard it was for Ariel to adjust to living on land full time. If even the fairy tale characters had trouble navigating their happy endings, how are we mere mortals supposed to do it amidst traffic, arguments, illness, bills, and all the other stresses that come with ever after? We begin with a choice, and that choice begins a process, 
a practice that we must work at every single day, and we will spend this whole month looking at it. And there you go. I fell in love with this book right from page one. All of the thinking, all the planning and strategizing with this campaign cost me my happiness and joy and emotional well-being. Of course, I need to continue working at it if I want to raise more money because it's not going to happen on its own unless I hire someone to do the work. I'm alone on this project. But what I'm saying is that I can watch it. My impulsivity can be tamed. So I considered joy in that moment. And what joy did I find? Joy in reconnecting with old friends, joy in witnessing amazing support from friends and family, joy in being able to use the internet to find like-minded people all around the world, joy in meeting new friends, joy in being interviewed on live radio, joy in rehearsing for the CD, joy in singing in a real production studio, joy in seeing responses to my videos on Facebook, joy in seeing my posts shared and tagged so people's friends can find out about the CD, joy in sending weekly updates to those who have contributed, joy in 62%, yay for 62%, and joy in creating this list. That is joy, my friends, pure joy, so much joy. And I told myself, okay, it's okay, I got stuck on fear and desire. It happens, right? You know, the other day I was playing a game with my six-year-old son. It's a dice and a card game in one. And it's really basically built on luck. A little bit of strategy, but mostly luck. And while I do my best to try not to win every time, sometimes it just happens that way. And that's what was happening yesterday. And my son started to get upset. I could tell. It's so easy to tell. And after a few more rounds where it was quite clear that there was no way he was going to win at that point, he started to cry and he banged his feet and he hid his face in the pillow. And how did I respond? Oh, come on. It's just a game. You should just be lucky we're playing together. Just have fun. We'll play again if you want. And then I stopped myself. Just have fun? Hmm. Am I also not in the game of life? Can't I just stop and have fun? Be joyful? Let go a little? I can. Sure I can. It's not easy when you're in it, but the joy is always there for you to take if you want it. I'm fortunate to have this book by my side. I'll post the Amazon link in the show notes. I plan to read it day by day to get inspired and to be reminded to consider joy in my life. I'll also post a link to Kate's website so you can learn more about what she does in this world and what she offers. Ah, it feels so good to get unstuck, doesn't it? Can you bring to mind a time when you were recently stuck or maybe you're stuck now in your life someplace? Can you consider joy? Take a moment to think how you can do that. Now, 
you may be thinking to yourself, how can Shira encourage me to consider joy when my neighbor is a jerk, or my spouse shows no respect, or I just suddenly got sick? There's no joy there. So I'm not saying consider joy about the situation. What I am suggesting is consider joy in the moment, this moment where you are alive and you are breathing. This moment can be joyful, not the moment you're thinking about something else, just this moment. It's here for you. You just have to gently move your stuck thoughts to the side for a moment so that you can touch this moment and experience it. Thank you, Kate, for your book and for your wisdom. Okay, so my question to myself right now is, how do I end today's episode? Should I go back and talk about the CD campaign one more time? Um, No, I'm not going to do that. I want joy to be on the forefront of your mind and not my campaign. So consider joy, my friends. Just consider it. See if even right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, see if you can put a gentle smile on your face. Right now, I challenge you in this moment. That is joy, my friends. Touching this moment that is joy. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com. Thank you.